I feel like we have to start with this golfer because I feel like you and I are going to disagree. Because um, I cannot believe, I think you're taking the side that you would, is his name Rom? John Rom. John Rom. Never heard of him in my life. Is he a good golfer? Yeah, he's like top five, types, top six in the world. Okay. Um, so so walk us through this because apparently he tested positive for COVID and then you're on Twitter saying he should have been able to keep playing. Absolutely. 100%. So what? he... So he was notified the Monday, the week of the Memorial Tournament, which is the Jack Nicholas Tournament, uh, probably one of the top six, seven tournaments in the world uh, each year. Okay. He, uh, he was notified that due to contact tracing, he had to be put in the COVID protocol. Okay. So he um, tested Tuesday, negative. Wednesday, negative. Thursday, negative. Friday, negative. The Friday round was suspended due to rain. So he finished six holes Saturday morning, which was technically the second round. So after the second round, he got tested again, tested positive. All right. They let him continue to play the rest of the day. They reconfirmed the test at 4.20 p.m., he finished playing around 6, 6.15. He had a six-stroke lead. He was minus 18. Okay. He was on his way to winning 1.5, I believe, 1.7 million. Huge thing. Comes off the green on 18. The PGA officials walk up to him, literally right on the side of the green, test, say he tested positive, they reconfirm the test, and he has to withdraw from the tournament. Because PGA rules stipulate, obviously, if you have COVID, you can't play, right? Now, here's my problem. Okay. Number one, they let him continue playing when they knew he was positive. If they were that concerned, go out on the course, tell them you're done on hole, whatever hole he was on, number one. Number two, CDC clearly says the rate of transmission outside is virtually nil, especially if you're wearing a mask. Okay. okay. The PG rules, my, my, my point was all these sports leagues, especially those that are outside, they have to update their, their policies and their rules. He could have played on Sunday by himself, wearing a mask. Who would caddy for him, though? I mean, would you? Why, why can't, his caddy could be three feet away the entire time. Like, what are we doing here? Like, stop. By oh. the way, if no, like enough, like where, first of all, I believe he had his first shot, didn't have a second shot. I was going to say, what's your, you know, I read an article in regards to him, but also, you know, obviously LeBron James has been really like, he hasn't said if he's vaccinated or not, but anyhow, they were saying that they feel th this commentary, this op-ed was saying that he feels as though these leagues are punishing people who don't get vaccinated. And this ROM guy was not full. I don't. I didn't even read that he had had one shot. Actually, well, listen. I can't confirm. I thought he. I thought I read he had one shot. Was waiting for the second. Okay, but even if he had no shots, okay, right. is his caddy vaccinated? Let's ask some questions. You know, are, I assume all the CBS people around him are vaccinated. He is outside wearing a mask. If if you tell him you got to play with a mask, make him caddy for himself. Like, let's be a little creative here, PGA Tour. Enough. He could have teed off last by himself and finished that tournament. 
the automatic withdrawal was it, just update your rules, ludicrous, total joke. I don't think he's I think that people feel like he's being punished because he wasn't vaccinated. Um, but, I'm Googling it, the story. It, yeah. Regardless, regardless, like. Let's get creative, PJ. The guy you took, you took 1.5, 1.6, 1.7 million and a huge win away from this guy. He was had a six stroke lead. OK, it's not his fault. It's a singular sport. Right. If, if you were that concerned, they should have took a cart, went on the course. You're out the minute they had the positive. Patrick, but you know what? You're- they weren't. Yeah, but you're full of it. You you are a you are a boss. You are a CEO. If this guy had kept playing, and God forbid, okay, in in because we know that COVID can be transmitted. It's very small, but it could happen. If he infected his caddy, his you know manager, like if four or five other people had gotten infected, right? Rare case. Uh, people would be up in arms. The PGA would be sued for okay, not stopping him. There, there, there was probably 10,000 fans there with no masks on, running around, slapping, high-fiving everyone, just as close to him in some cases when he was teeing off as others. There you but go. that was fine. No, they didn't know if anybody was vaccinated. So stop. We're kidding ourselves here. They, they let 10,000 people into that PJ Tour event. Not knowing who was vaccinated and who wasn't with no mask. You don't think it's John's fault, though? Okay, so this is from the no, Columbus Dispatch. I don't. I don't. I don't. They I say don't. if he had been vaccinated, ASAP, after his home state of Arizona opened eligibility to all adults March 24th, the 26-year-old Spaniard almost certainly would have avoided testing positive for COVID-19 on Saturday. To me, I mean, it was his okay. choice not to do the vaccine until late. You're arguing two sides of this. Do I think he should have been vaccinated? Yes. Do I think a positive should have automatically disqualified him, knowing what we know now? That PJ rule was the same a year ago or midsummer when they resumed play as it is now. Updated based on CDC. CDC has come out and said outside transmission is almost nil. By the way, is his caddy vaccinated? Now, if his caddy's vaccinated, why can't he play with his caddy three feet apart? Wearing masks. So listen, I'm not saying there shouldn't have been conditions on his Sunday round. John, you got to wear a mask. You got to carry for yourself. You want to continue? That's the that's the rule. That's a, let's be creative, PGA. Automatically, he's got to drop out. What was the risk to anybody? Nothing. Zero. He already had played with two other people, two other caddies. The entire time. Announcers around him, fans around him, high-fiving him. Stop. It's a joke. You know what? It's, it's a PR move. Update the rules. A PR it's a move joke. for it's what? Like, you know what? It's like the NHL coaches still wearing masks on the sidelines. Or the Major League Baseball coaches still wearing for Major it's League Baseball. Show. Only 85% of Major League Baseball players are vaccinated. They, 85? Do you know how much that is? No one's getting sick. Enough. Well, they Stop. The articles argue that the guys, the coaches, and the managers who are wearing masks for the MLB are because they have players on the team who do not want to get vaccinated. I don't blame them. I'd wear. So why do they have to wear masks if they're vaccinated? Because even with the vaccine, you can still get COVID. Why do you want to be around a guy? Stop. Stop. He shouldn't have to wear a mask. CDC, number one. No masks. If you if you've been vaccinated, you shouldn't have to wear a mask. You know what it is? It's all PR. It's all show. They're not following CDC CDC guidelines. MLB not following. NHL not following. PGA not following. These sports leagues are afraid for a PR nightmare 
So okay. They're keeping, so they're keeping the draconian rules in place. Well, can you blame them? I mean, come on. If they had one mass outbreak, like they'd it'd be uh, such stop a with the outbreak. There's no. The, the 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 rates are so low right now. Most people are vaccinated. He, here's the thing: if his caddy was vaccinated, okay, we can move on. If his caddy was vaccinated, there is zero reason he couldn't have been told you tee off last year in first place. The the the, the person in first place always tees off. You got to play by yourself. You got to wear a mask the entire time. And you're telling me that wouldn't have been okay? Come on, Sarah, stop. Come on. We were I'm we were saying- told all summer last year that people protesting next to each other, cheering with a mask on, were fine. Now a year later, when when 60, 70% of people are vaccinated, you're telling me a professional golfer couldn't have cheated off by himself with a mask on? Outdoors, by the way. Outdoors the entire time. And played around the golf. People, I, I was playing around the golf last summer wearing my mask following CDC protocols at, 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 in North Carolina and everywhere else. Golf clubs have been open forever. You didn't know who had it or didn't have it. Stop. It's a joke. All right, we'll move on because we, we're not going to see eye to eye on this. I mean, that guy. I'm angry. I, I'm really angry on this. Yeah, well, one. he had from March 24th to get vaccinated. He didn't want to get vaccinated, and okay, you you're always missing, you're, you're arguing two different things. Well, Sarah. Your thing is look that CDC has changed the rules, People, so so should PGA. Of, there was more rounds of golf played last summer in this country than I, then I, you know once golf courses reopened than at any previous time because people had the time to play golf midweek everything right. But no, the- there was no vaccinations, but people wore masks. You play golf outside. Like, stop. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, they made it a big deal. All right. We'll, we'll move on. You're, you're, this <laughs> yes, is your okay. All I'm, right. And I'm, and I'm glad we're disagreeing. I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, I do. I think this guy was reckless. But anyhow, okay. He wasn't. Um, and all right. We have to move on. Yeah. What about what do you yeah. feel about um, filibuster? That's a big one. And um, Mansion from West Virginia, Democrat. Love uh, <laughs> okay, now the true Republicans back. All right, so you're in a shirt right now. It says "Love you, Joe." <laughs> Love you. Can you believe this? I mean, the Democrats. Why are they not taking this chance? They should be uniting, using the filibuster, getting rid of the filibuster, and making shit happen because they are not going to get stuff done uh, right now. But but they need Mansion, and there's another Democrat, right? She's also opposing ending the filibuster. They are standing in the way of actually. Sienema uh, from Arizona. Okay, give me all your. So, what are your thoughts? If you were the Democratic Party, would you do I away think- with? Well, first of all, they need those two votes, so they can't do it. Um, I, I agree with Manchin and Sienema. I don't think you should get rid of the filibuster. Uh, I think, you know, it's not in the Constitution, so they could get rid of it. But I also think it 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 changes the Senate. Majority rules then, you know, 50 votes. Vice President would be, be, be deciding vote on all kinds of legislation. And that's not the goal. That That's not the goal of the Senate. Now, it's also, you got to be careful what you wish for, right? So. In what way? In. in... Well, listen. So Harry Reid went and changed, uh, you know, how many votes were needed, you know, you know, for, for uh, uh, confirming 
uh, high, the high court, not the Supreme Court, but the, the higher court positions, okay. federal, federal judge positions. And, you know, but then when the Republicans took power, they said, OK, screw you. You'd want to do it for that. We're going to do it for the Supreme Court. So now look, now you only need 51 votes or 50 and a tie to nominate a Supreme Court justice. Right. So Harry Reid goes and does that. And then, yeah. So listen, you you could be one year away now from the Republicans taking back the Senate. And is that what you want? Get rid of the filibuster? Because once you get rid of it, obviously, probably hard to to bring it back. And that means like you get rid of it and pass a whole bunch of legislation. You think the Republicans are going to come back in and say, oh, let's put the filibuster back in? No way. It's gone forever. Yeah. Right. So I I think you got to be careful. Um, you know, you know, I, but, but, I think if you look at the moderates like Manchin and and, and Siena, I think the Republicans have moved a fair amount on the infrastructure. Uh, I think they're arguing about how to pay for it, uh, which I think both sides could be, you know, I think some of the tax increases that they're looking for on the Democratic side to pay for it are, are a little Ridiculous, but I also think the Republicans are a bunch of hypocrites because they had no problem spending a bunch of money when Trump was in or Bush was in, and now they're concerned about spending too much money. So, you know, the, it's back to where we are. No, you know, total nonpartisanship, very little compromise. Uh, but I do think, you know, I, I believe, you know, Biden started in somewhere in the two, 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 three bill. Uh, um, yeah, it was two, yeah, two point one trillion or something, and then yeah, came down. So then he came down. You know, he, the Republicans started in like the five hundred million. They went up to seven, and now they're at like just under a trillion. The Dems have come down to like one point seven, or Biden, I should say, has come down to one point seven. So you know, they're seven hundred million away, which sounds like a ton of money, and it is. But it seems like a compromise could be met on the infrastructure side. It's just a matter of how to pay for it. But to answer your original question. I don't think the filibuster should go away. Uh, I think it's a very dangerous precedent to to set. And you may think it's great right now. But I think when, you know, if the Republicans, we're only talking about one seat here, one seat. Oh, yeah. And, you know, at some point the Republicans will, you know, gain back power. It just seems to go, you know, obviously the pendulum swings both ways. Don't you think, though, with the filibuster, the thing is, is like, are we... At what point is like Congress, they don't know. Nothing ever seems to get done. You know what I mean? Isn't that the argument is like Mitch McConnell's going to block anything major. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, of course, the power switches. We we had a lot of this gridlock with Trump, you know, and Nancy Pelosi and the Dems. So, you know, isn't the idea at, at when is Congress, when are they going to start working for us and really doing things and wouldn't getting rid of the filibuster yes it's risky and you're rolling the dice but wouldn't things at least like we'd actually be trying things and really passing things like isn't that kind of the point so you mean we'd be trying democratic things well but to your point at some point the the pendulum is going to swing and republicans are going to take over be trying things that one party wants (laughs) why well right now but then right yeah, okay, but then what happens when the power well, shift right changes? Now, even in the future, if it switches, then you'd only be doing things the Republicans want. That's not the intent here. Listen, the problem is there's there's no compromise. There hasn't been for a long time, even before Trump. Trump made it worse. Uh, so now you're going to try to change all these rules to pass certain legislation. You know, 
listen, the budget items, they, the Dems can pass through reconciliation budget items without 60 votes. So they could get budget items through an infrastructure bill, you know, would, would you know, they could try to go it alone through reconciliation. It's a little hard, but they can do it. Uh, yeah, I, listen, I don't think it should go away. Uh, regardless well, of who's in power, I don't think it should go away. It doesn't look like it's going to, right? I didn't, listen, the Republicans could have done it and they didn't. See, that's the thing here, Sarah. People forget. Like they're saying, Dems should do it, Dems should do it, Dems should do it. Well, the Republicans had a long, what, six years, maybe? I can't remember. Yeah. You know, to do and they didn't do it because they knew it was wrong. So, you know, say what you want. The Republicans could have done this and they did. Yeah. Well, Republicans, I mean, the Republicans would have had the votes to kill the filibuster and they chose not to. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen this time either. Do you think? I mean, obviously, like, it's not. Said, yeah, it's not. You got great Americans and Joe Manchin. Okay. What about, um, so, you know, obviously pandemic, we're still feeling the effects. You were also tweeting about this, New Yorkers, New Jersey uh, residents. A lot of people continue to flee to te- uh, to Florida and Texas. Um, no income tax in Florida. What did you want to say more about that? I mean, you know. The interesting about that is, so, you know, I've been, I mean, you and I have been talking about this for years. I've been saying it for a long time that, you know, these traditional blue states, that have raised taxes to the point of no return. I mean, you're talking California, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12% state income tax, plus your federal tax, plus the gas tax, plus your sales tax, which I believe in California is 7 or 8%. Uh, I mean, when you add all the taxes up in California, depending on what you make, you could be upwards of 60% of your income on an annual basis gone, right? Plus then throw in the cost of living, the, the exorbitant housing and rental prices, you know, you're forcing, you're creating, you're really creating two classes. So a blue state that's supposed to be liberal, all-encompassing, helping everyone is actually creating, because the middle class is moving out because they can't afford it. The lower, you know, the, the, the poorer communities are, you know, help, trying to get help, which they, sh- you know, state should do up to a point and then you got the very rich who they're the only ones who could stay so uh the the problem is for me is it's hysterical so you got these you know blue liberals blue state liberals who can't afford to live in their liberal state they move to arizona florida texas and they continue to vote democrat so we saw it in the last election arizona's not changing it voted, you know, voted for Biden. What's happening is you have these people can't afford to live in California who move to Arizona, but still vote in their mind as a Democrat. So they're going to get what they wish for or what they they're Wait, actually going to get what they vacated. How do you know it's that? Or I thought it was like a younger population. Like it's more like Gen Gen uh, Zers and millennials but, but voting. Regardless. They're still voting Democrat, right? They're They're going to end up with more taxes. They're going to end up with. What's going on at New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, California, Illinois? They're terrible. Yeah, terrible. Right. I know. Difficult places to live. Uh, Maryland. Well, well, I mean, Maryland I and mean, Montgomery County, I think when you pay the state tax and the county tax, I think is nine percent. Look at Washington. D. I don't know who would live in D.C. 
I mean, you know, cost of li- everything, tax, cost of living. It's insane. And, and yeah. you know, to your point, who can afford to live there now? I mean, you know. You can't, they- you can't. And, you know, what's even worse about California and New York versus a Maryland, at least the property taxes in Maryland have been relatively controlled. Okay. I mean, there's people in Maryland who think they're paying high property tax. You go to the suburbs of New York, suburbs of California. I mean, the, the suburbs of New York City and in New York City and, 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 you know, cities in California. I mean, you're talking about, you know, a million dollar home, you're paying $30,000 worth of property and school tax. Yeah. Right. So you can't even retire in these states. You have to move out. You can't afford the tax, even if your house is paid for or has a ton of equity. I mean, you do that. I can see that point. I understand you're making a good point there. And you see it. You know, you see people leaving New York and New Jersey while they want to actually try to raise income tax even more in New York State. Yeah, I mean, listen, the problem they're going to have is now with remote or teleworking, remote working, these companies, too, they're going to take their four, five, six, seven hundred employees and they're going to move to these other states. They're going to let people work in, yeah. in, in lower, lower expensive areas, lesser expensive areas. And, um, it, you know, I, I just think it's going to be. Did I you see, I, can't, I think it was like Business Insider that did an article. Did you see where people now working from home, less stressed, uh, they're taking naps during the day, having more sex? Um, you know, does that bother you as long as people are getting their job done? We've had this conversation. I, I'm, I'm not in the camp. I, I'm not in the camp that people will, will continue to be as productive as at home as they had been or have been through COVID for a few reasons. One, okay. it was pretty much locked down for a large portion of the last year. There wasn't a lot of places you can do or go during the day. Schools, kids were home. There wasn't uh, many outdoor after-school activities. People were not going to the doctors as much or shopping as much or running errands as much. I believe when that all kicks back in, which it is now, people are going to become less productive at home than they were. Now, that doesn't mean I don't think there's some hybrid here or some work-life balance that probably wasn't really considered the way it should have been prior to COVID from most companies. But, I mean, you look at, you know, Apple, Apple, uh, we did a story yesterday at Fox 5 on Apple who, you know, they came out with this, um, what their plan is going forward where you'd work at the Apple campus three days a week. Okay. And you get a, you know, two days at home and then into the weekend or two, you know, two weekend off days going into two home days, Monday, Tuesday, and then you'd have to work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And people are like revolting. Like, what the hell? I think I did see that against Tim Cook. They're like, so, yeah. What are we doing now? So now so now working three days a week at a beautiful campus that Apple built literally like a few years or a year before pre-COVID. Like, like. Well, sorry. it's about it's about your time for commuting, right? It's about time for commuting. It's about, you know, I think people now realize, look, I commute it's two hours. It's interesting to me now, though, that I will say, like, there was a shift going on before covid but it's now that if you don't agree with management, like you revolt. Yeah, I know. It's like oh. you have no, you don't have any more power. It's like people just are like, screw you. And I'm going to start a blog about you. Yeah. Like, you know what? 
you you got a job. Shut up. Like, what's going on hey, here? I've said it on this podcast. America in America, things are too good. We have it so good here. People have the Let luxury. Me say that. I, you know, and and this goes with I think everything. It does. From how people are treated, the rules to protect employees. To the cicadas. We're the only nation. Who the fuck? These nasty bugs with huge eyes. What do we do here? We have nothing else to do and so many fine dining luxuries. We decide to eat them. I mean, are you fucking kidding? In other countries, people get sick from mosquitoes and bugs and things. Here, we dine on them. they, They were like kind of like... They were a novelty the first few days. Now, like three weeks later, I want to blowtorch them all. <laughs> I wrote this and people, it was like too old a reference, but I was like, why don't we bring back DDT? And people were like, what's yeah. DDT? I'm like, did no one ever read? I like, literally want to walk around my neighborhood with a blowtorch and hit all the trees. I agree. Yeah, they're annoying as hell. When do they die? Oh, hey, I'm gonna, I, I know by the way, I was, by the way, we were out the other night and I'm saying to myself, okay, I only probably have to do them one more time in my life, which is kind of sad, but I'll be 70 the next time. Oh, you'll live longer than that. Yeah, no. I'm not living at 87, Sarah. There's no chance. That's not <laughs> all happening. Right, okay, all right. I guess that's a proclamation. Okay. No way. Oh, God. I live right. to be 87. I should be studied. <laughs> Wow, what are you doing on the weekends? All right. Um, wait, there's so many topics I want to hit really quick. So did oh, you that, see yeah. did you see the Mike Tyson documentary? I meant to I meant to text you. Did I you watch yet. this? Okay. No, I, I need you to watch it because I gotta yeah. tell you, I had a lot of empathy for him and now I think he should be a celebrity. But I don't know. Is it liberal bias spin or is it a guy who's really like you know, kind of repented for the awful things he did and has had this like real self I don't know. Explore. He was like really full yeah. circle. What, what, what channel is it on? ABC. It's a doc. His therapist is on talking about all the abuse he suffered as a kid. And then he comes on and talks about it and why he was so angry and fought and then abused women. I don't know. Now I got to say, I feel like he should be famous, but I want you to watch it. See, Sarah, as we're talking about cicadas, Fox five, I just got an alert. <laughs> oh God. Why? Cicadas blamed for dangerous cicadas blamed for serious car crash. They, a cicada flew in the window of so somebody was driving and uh, hit hit her in the face and panicked and crashed. Oh my God! I believe it. People are freaked well, out. Number by one, those why things. are you why are you driving with your windows down during cicada season? Number one, <laughs> blame like, the driver. On. Hey, and also over the weekend, how many years have you been married? You celebrated a big wedding anniversary. Is it twenty nine? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. What are Patrick Paolini's secrets to marriage? <laughs> that should be a book. That should be a book. What are what is Patrick Paolini's secrets for marriage? This should be your next tweet series. It's really what are Kristen's secrets? She puts up with me. Why do you think she stayed with you for twenty nine years? That's a good question. <laughs> I think we need to have her on so you can ask her that question. I really do. I really want to know. No, obviously you got you guys met when you were so young. I think that's what's amazing about your marriage because it's hard for people when they get married really young to stay together. And you guys were what, like nineteen? Well, we met in college and but then we didn't get married to 24, 25. That's so young though, compared to people now. Yeah, I mean compared to now, but you know, I mean, my parents got married when nineteen, I guess. And uh, my, yeah, actually my like mother had me when she was nineteen. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. That was like before the internet though. You know what I mean? They didn't have any other options. Like <laughs> I was born before the internet. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, you guys didn't either. Now there's like too many options, you know. No one wants to settle down. 
I got, you know. Um, uh, so, so you're uh, how? When, when's your year anniversary? You're over a year now, right? Yeah, we'll be two years. Um, this August. I, look, I'm shocked. I'm shocked we've made it a year and a half. You know, I mean, I, like, I, I just tell people we plan on getting divorced, so then we sh- we surprise everyone when we stay together. It's like, oh my god, they made it. This is amazing. Yeah. So, um, but, but see, it's no, been it's thirty years next year. Oh my god, I'm getting so old. <laughs> Are you okay? You seem like you're having like a a meltdown, sort of on this podcast. It's all like hitting you. Yeah, thirty years old, cicadas. What's going on? What is going What's on? What's been going on with your diet? I mean, is that, you know, is that what's sort of thinking you're only, you're not going to live till 87? Have you been off the rails or what? 80, who lives to 87? Very few people. I'm just saying, like, the chances of me living to 87 are, what, 10%? Really? Is that it? Really? I, I thought that... I, mean, I, I, I completely made that up. I mean, 87 is tough. That's another, that's another 34 years my God. I I mean, I don't they always say like every every 10 years, like people are going to live longer and longer. I think like my son's generation, they're saying they'll have the most people live to 100. Like if you're Whoa. born now because of all the medical advances. I might live to 100. Never what if know. you live to 100? That would be wild. You it's think- weird when you think about like you say, OK, if you had to pick an age right now, like what do you think? I mean, I, I guess once you go over 50, you start thinking like that, right? Well, my grandparents always said the hardest part, and I'm sure your grandparents, maybe they said this. It's like once you get over 85, most of your friends are dead. So it's like you got to you kind of hang out with your grandkids, your kids, or, you know, if you keep working, that gives you some socialization. But that's the hardest part, I'm, I think. Yeah, I'm going to keep working. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to keep working for sure. Well, I always say to Dan, like, we're moving down to the villages because it seems like everyone down there over 65 does drugs. They all have sex with each other. It seems like a yeah. great retirement. It's like, what? It's like, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I know. It's like they're, right. They're all doing mushrooms and stuff at 72. I mean, it seems like what you'd other, break a hip, what, but. What other topics did we have? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> we got to get back on track. Catholic Church. I, I'm sure. Oh. What are your thoughts on Catholic Church now? Don't even. See, I was in a, I was getting in a better mood and now. <laughs> Okay, this is going to sound terrible. Say it. Screw the Pope and the Catholic Church. Okay? Enough of them with their phony, hypocritical, oh, and and by the way, I I forget where I saw the article. It was CBS, NBC, maybe the first one. Acting as if somehow he did some great, the, the Pope, Change the rules and the penalties for sexual abusers of kids. What? How about you call the freaking police? Right? I agree call, with you. It, it didn't make any sense. Because what you're referring to call, is... Call call SVU and say, take this guy away and put him in jail forever. Like, you, ha- th- there's penalties? What do you... You abuse a child. You rape a child. And by the way, they even use like a weird word like sexual something or it's called rape, raping a child. Yeah. Uh, So here's the deal. Enough of your stupid penalties acting like somehow you're becoming more progressive. You're not. They still won't let women become priests. They won't let men, uh, gay men be priests. Oh, they I mean, they don't. They don't even recognize gay marriage or yeah, I, I any don't of that. Recognize that. So, you know what? 
enough. I know. It did seem like a non-story. They updated their internal penal system. But to your point, who cares? And and it really is like defrocking, you know, anybody that has any sort of like archbishops and stuff. But again, who cares? You're right. Call the police. Yeah, call the police. This isn't hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I mean, what other what or what other organization gets away with raping children? Well, n- none. I mean, they obviously they did for years and and some of the priests and archbishops were aware and moved priests. And yeah, I know. And then some of those priests still get retirement or taken care of. So it's it is crazy. Yes, the I think church needs some women around. That's the problem. They do. And but I think so many people are leaving the Catholic Church, honestly. I mean, at least in this country, I can't imagine that many people, especially now pandemic, too. I left a long time ago. I mean, listen, you could you could believe in some overarching values for sure. And, and, you know, the the tenets of it, but the actual application of it is just, you know, ridiculous. Um, Do you have time for is there any other topic you want to talk about? I know you're you've got a tight schedule today. Anything else? We had Jeff Bezos heading to space. Uh, yeah, like, okay, who cares? Mexico-U.S. game. Do you care anything there? Oh, that was awesome. 3-2, USA. Um, and then, uh, pande- I guess, new pandemic era. Would you wear a bracelet that would signal if you want a hug, not to be hugged, uh, handshakes? What? what? No. What? <laughs> Did you see this? This is a couple of Virginia that invented this. We're now at parties. They're going to give out colored bracelets. So like yellow, yellow, like red is like, don't touch me. Green is like, go green light. You know, you can hug me, whatever. Yellow is, you know, ask me first. Is there one, is there one that says, don't touch me or talk to me? Because <laughs> that's what Boom. I would wear. Let's get that. There you go. There's your new business. Do not, do not talk to me. I, I, I do don't like talking to people. Do not speak to me. Oh, my God. Oh, like enough. Wow. All right. Sounds like it's heated at the new Fox 5 offices today. Yeah. All right. And going here, Sarah. When are you coming to see it? Well, wait. Are people like our our staff there? Like, can when do we come in? I'm waiting to hear. uh, I don't think I've seen an email. No, I mean, the only people here right now are the people who, you know, are contributing to getting us on the air rehearsals and some of the things like that. So staff's not here yet. When is our podcast studio going to be done? Like, is that, what's the update? I believe, I believe at the end of this week, it should be completely done. Really? Like, like they're going to have tested the mics and everything. I believe so. Or within a week and a half. All right. Well then we got a plan July, I guess. What's this whole story with, uh, what's her name? Kemper. Somehow she was the queen of some ball or oh, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the what is it? The unbearable Kimmy Schmidt or something? Was that the show? Yeah. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. Kimmy Schmidt. So the um, yeah, the woman wasn't that she in the, wasn't she in the office too? Was she in the office? Yes, no. yes. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She's had like a long career. Uh, yeah. Ellie Kemper. She apologized. So she was the in a essentially like a KKK ball or something. Yeah. Or? It wasn't KKK. I guess some of the members, some of the high up members in the past have been KKK members and in this, but it's very white elite Southern uh, Memphis, you know, um, debutante type thing. And she was yeah, like she the was, princess. She, she was only 19 though. She said she has no, she had no idea it was baked in racism and stuff. Do you believe, I believe, I mean, I'm sure if you grow up in it, how do you know? Don't you think? What's her face get kicked off the bachelor? Or she got in trouble on the bachelor. Didn't she do something similar? Wasn't she at some uh, event or plantation thing? There you or go. Something? Plantation themed sorority party. You're right. You're right. 
Um, the actor said that the actress said she was unaware. When, I think when Kemper was 19, I have no idea how old she is now, but that's probably more further back than it was for the bachelorette woman when she attended that party. Right. True. It, Ellie Kemper happened. It happened in 1999 at the Vail Profit Ball oh. in St. Louis, Missouri. It wasn't Memphis, St. Louis, Missouri. Um, she says now that she's aware the organization was unquestionably racist, sexist and elitist. Uh, but at the time, she didn't know that. She was 19 when she was crowned. Who's going, who's going back and looking at, like, that she won this or, you know, was queen of this ball back when she was 19 years old? I mean, shouldn't, like, what she's done since matter, I guess? I don't know. She's... Well, because, Patrick, that is how you become famous and popular now on the Internet. It's like you. It's like YouTubers. How you gain a following is you basically call out other YouTubers. You dig up old stuff on them. You call them out. That's like call out culture now is how people are becoming popular. So Christy Teigen lost another. Uh, she, she, she pulled out of some voiceover thing in Netflix, that. right? I saw that. Yeah. yeah, for a movie. Yeah, she's like. They, she's yeah. getting Listen, bullying's bad. Well, what she did was. I mean, I think like and telling people it's not just bullying, like criticizing yourself, you know, you know, criticizing, you know, when telling someone to kill themselves like that's just well, that was what was crazy. And going into the girl's DMs and essentially encouraging her, that right, was it wasn't like just a comment on, on the person. It was like, yeah, she actually she made an extra effort to go into her DMs. That was very bizarre. And, and Chrissy Teigen was nearly 30. When that, I mean, that was, it wasn't like, well, again, you're 16 well, years old. Right. Yeah. yeah she, she's been canceled. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, Patrick, where do people follow you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5. All right, we'll be back next week. I liked this right, episode. Heat it. I'll talk to you later. See ya.